So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast Episode 74 for October 2nd? Yes, second, 2016. My name is Nathan Reetons Ruth, and with me this week we have Andrew Aroa McFain. I am with you this week. You are with me. And uh, what games have you been playing this week? Uh, I've almost exclusively been playing uh, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. And that is, uh, a, I don't know how old it is. I, I feel like I've had it forever. But it's a Vita game that was also on 3DS. Uh, it's just a it's a visual novel with uh, some elements of I don't know if you've played way back in like the new grounds days those escape the room games oh yeah yeah, yeah. don't shit yourself or don't shit your pants yeah oh, sort of yeah <laughs> um, uh, but it's it's very reminiscent of like uh, crimson room and those kind of uh, games where it's like you know find the items and then find the spot where you're supposed to use the item kind of oh, thing okay. and it's all it's all first person and in, in one room um it just kind of bounces between being a visual novel where characters are just talking for a long time and then the escape the room segment um but the big like draw of the game is that there are a ton of different endings and the most interesting thing about it is that the game is designed for you to get like all the different endings and then go back and play through the game again with the knowledge that you've gained from previous other endings. And like, that's part of the story. So oh, okay. I, I don't know how yet, but like, it's really weird because you, from the beginning of the game, you have the option to anytime there's a, there's a branching point in the story you have the option of just going back to that branching point or any other spot in the story. Oh, okay. And the whole time I was like, well, that's nice. And that, that's really convenient for people that just want to experience all the different versions of the story. But last night I got to a part or while well, I got to an ending that like explained some shit and, and was like, it, it, it hit a point where it said to be continued. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean to be continued? And I'm locked out of the rest of the of the of the story path that I was on because I have to somehow know a password that I can only get from another timeline. So there's actually there's another game that's similar to that. Have you ever played uh you played FMV games, I'm sure. Uh some of them, yeah. Yeah. So there was an FMV Borg game where you basically you and Q uh, John Delancey hung out, and Delancey. I don't know. Did you ever watch Star Trek at all? Uh, yeah, a little. Yeah. So John Delancey is basically this omni-powerful being. Basically, he's God. Basically, yeah, I, I, I know what Q is. Okay, 
And so there's a point point in the game, and basically every time you die, Q will bring you back. And so you're infiltrating a Borg ship, and every time you get to the console, you end up getting killed by the Borg. So what you have to do is you have to let the Borg assimilate you so that you get all the codes, and then John Delancey takes you back beforehand so that when you go up to the console, you know what the codes are. That's really cool. Yeah. So little things like that. Yeah. Um, and another big draw of like uh, what what is a ma- major part of the story is that uh, basically you and eight other people are trapped in this underground facility uh, and you're being forced to play this game uh, that they call the nonary game, which is basically, uh, do you know what the prisoner's dilemma is? Uh, no. Uh, prisoner's dilemma is basically you are trapped in a room, uh, and your, your partner or ally, whatever is in some other location. And each of you is presented with the option of either, um, allying with your partner. And usually I think it's framed that like you're being interrogated and like yeah, you, yeah, can yeah. Either, you can either sell out your partner or keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And so you, you have the option of ally or betray. And if you both ally, you both get two points. And uh, whoever gets to nine points first can open this door and leave. But once the door opens, it's closed and closes. It's closed forever. And only people with nine points can leave. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, if you, if you both ally, you get two points. You each get two points. If one of you allies and the other betrays, the betrayer gets three points, and the ally person loses two points. Mm. And if both of you betray, neither of you gets any points. Oh. So there's this dynamic where it, it's more or less trial and error, really, because um, the writing is usually pretty tight, but it really doesn't illustrate what the character's motives are every time that you do the vote um because like there have been a couple of cases where i've where i've been like what 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 and like yeah but uh that that's kind of the the main story decision element in the game is is deciding whether to ally or betray with somebody it's kind of cheapened by the fact that you can jump back through the through the timelines but uh, it's a really, really interesting story, and um, it's actually apparently a sequel to Nine Nine Nine, which was a DS game. I think I've and, heard of it. Yeah, I think it was. It was. It's actually called like Nine Persons, Nine Hours, Nine Doors. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a sequel to this game that's on Steam right now. That's also called Zero Escape, and then some subtitle. Um. But yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. And apparently Virtue's Last Reward and 999 are getting Steam re-releases sometime either this year or early next year. Oh, okay, so cool. Definitely would be something to to look out for. Considering the newest game is $40, and I wouldn't really recommend... I, I mean, unless you really like visual novels, I wouldn't say it's worth $40, even though I've put a ton of time into it. It's just, you gotta like visual novels. I do not really. It's ironic that I hate actual books, but I love visual novels quite a lot. Why do you hate books? They're boring. You're boring. 
Yeah. Your imagination sucks. That's why. Maybe. Have you played? So you've been playing that game ex- exclusively. Um, pretty much. I mean, I played. Uh, I played some Stardew Valley this week, but that's oh, good. That's pretty much it. You know what I've been playing? Uh, Overwatch. No, Digimon. Oh, so uh, that's why I have to get mad at you because for some reason. So last weekend I I had played Digimon for about four or five hours, something like that, mm-hmm. and done some grinding, and then I went oh, and I and I, I did I and I did standby mode, mm-hmm. and apparently putting that game, some people putting that game in standby mode will corrupt save data. Oh, that's not what I expected. What did you expect? See, I was having a problem where um, if I left a game running for too long, um, because I would just put my Vita in standby mode and then leave it alone. Yeah. um, I left Hatsune Miku running like for a day, and when I'd come back to it and try to save, it would say that I couldn't save. No, mine, mine literally just became corrupted. I couldn't use it. Oh. Yep. So, and then I figured it's every time I put it in standby mode, it corrupts the data. Huh. I don't know why. So I had to start over. Now I'm at about, now I'm at about nine hours, almost, almost 10 hours of gameplay. So I've been playing it a bit. It's a good game. At least you can like, you can just, after you save, close the game. Yeah, I'll just turn it. I just turn it off. Turn off the console. Oh, I would just. You should be able to just close the game. I would. I would imagine. Maybe I. I don't want to risk it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there are guides online on how to back up your save data, though. Oh no, no, no I. I, I have my. Sa- I have my save data backed up too. Okay. Yeah, I have. Uh, there's a content manager you can have on your computer. Yeah. And back up the entire memory card, basically. Right. So. I did that a few times, but I, because I, I was like, okay, maybe if I turn it off, it'll do the same thing, and it hasn't done it since I started turning it off. It's only when I put it in standby mode. So yeah. I have a couple backups, but I'm pretty confident that if I just turn it off and then come back to it, it will keep the save data. I just have to reload that uh, application every time. Yeah. And it, it doesn't take that long. It takes like maybe a minute and a half. Yeah, it puts a it puts a bookmark or a shortcut or something on the web browser. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, I played a little bit of online uh, Cards Against Humanity. That was okay. Is that the which version of that was it? Was it like X X Y Y or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Pretend you're. X- yeah whatever the book and uh my favorite card was there was one that it's like man i can't believe this thing happened seriously fuck blank and at that point i got a blank card (laughs) so i put ricky (laughs) so i was like seriously fuck ricky i was like yeah and like you guys had to know that was me like, so uh yeah that's pretty much all i've been playing i haven't played very much uh wwe 2k 16 or 17 comes out 
uh, later this month. I'm definitely Hooray. gonna pick that up. Gonna pick that up. Aroa's gonna pick it up too. We're gonna play some Xbox Live. Uh, my Xbox Live actually expires soon. My Xbox Live is expired. I actually just bought a new card. Yeah, I'm not planning on getting a new card anytime soon. That makes sense. There's a guy like I'm trying to I, like I really like Halo, but no one wants to play Halo. So yeah. uh, hopefully I want to play some Halo. Basically, that's it. And there was a guy on the Beam forums that said he would play Halo with me. So we're going to play Halo and beam it up, Scotty. Anyway, moving on to the stories. Okay, another thing about Xbox One, actually. Uh, so a while back, we reported that there was a what was it, a regular Nintendo emulator. Yeah, a regular Nintendo emulator that was going to be put on the original Xbox. Oh, I'm sorry, the Xbox One. And then it got pulled, like Nintendo or uh, Microsoft was like, yeah, yeah, don't do that. And so it got pulled. And apparently one happened to slip by, though. And there is now a, uh, well, not anymore, but there was for <laughs> a brief moment in time, a Nintendo 64 emulator on the Xbox One that actually got approved where people could actually buy it. Mm. Uh, apparently it didn't work very well. It's saying that there's a Twitter user as this old console has reported issues getting the emulator to operate. Alongside that, YouTube user Spitfire Spud has released a video demonstrating the overall instability of the application, which is weird, um, but not unexpected because Nintendo 64 emulators don't work well on computers that they're made to run on. Well, it's it's also apparently it's a port of yeah. Moopin sixty four plus, right? Which Moopin sixty four plus is usually pretty good, but the fact that it's just a port and it's one that only it, that that is, was probably made pretty quickly, and just runs on Windows ten and uh, whatever the hell, Windows yeah. ten, Windows Phone, and Universal platform, whatever the hell they call it. Right, right. And I thought about uh, actually getting this, but the problem is it was $10. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know. I was just like, yeah, that's not fucking happening. I'm not paying $10 for an emulator. I'm surprised that that's even... Like, I would think that that would be against Moopin64. Uh, Terms hell? of service or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. most... most uh, Like, that one thing that we do to our Vita... Uh, the Vita and PlayStation uh, TV, like when yeah. it when it starts up, it says do not sell. If you had to purchase this, please contact. Like you need to get your money back because this is free. Yeah. So, like most open source applications are are like that, where they have some kind of license with it. Yeah. So it's trying to find what is your website hmm? is dead. Oh, good. Really weird. What is your favorite emulator? Emulator? Yeah. Um, it would probably be. Well, I, think, I, hmm? I think mine's Dolphin. Dolphin is pretty pretty fantastic. Not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah. I have the most nostalgia for Gens, just because. I that was a, a Genesis game. That was a Genesis one, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what is it? Retro Arch 
is like the best emulator. Well, ever. that's it, RetroArch is just a bunch of emulators cobbled together, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I love it. It's, uh, it's all it's all open source emulators that are just shoved together, and then it gets ported to like every platform imaginable. Right. So RetroArch is actually on the Vita. Um, oh, not yeah. all of its cores are compatible yet, but like. I, I just I love that it exists. Yeah. So, so the one problem I had, I think this is the reason the Vita died. It's not, but I'm gonna say it is. Is that the memory cards are still way too expensive? Well, it, yeah. It's yeah. because fucking Sony continued with their bullshit that they did with uh, the PSP, mm -hmm. which was let's continue trying to make money off of storage media for some stupid reason whenever yeah. they could have just made it micro sd cards and been done with it yeah or they could have made their own micro sd cards and charged like a 10 percent increase or something and sure still made would. money but they decided like you can get it's a 32 gig card it's like 50 bucks or 60 bucks yeah. I, I have a 16 gig card and like i the only reason i own that is because it was like on i think it was on clearance at some place that was shutting down was the only reason i got it, <laughs> it was like 15 bucks yeah yeah i have an 8 gig card that came with my playstation tv <laughs> because god knows i'm i'm not going to pay anything more than 5 dollars for a 16 gig card right. uh but anyway so going back on track i never got i didn't get a chance to to use this i'm presuming you didn't either no i wouldn't i wouldn't have bothered anyway i don't really i don't know why you'd bother putting emulators on your xbox one like this whenever like you, you could you could probably find one that's open source that you can just uh cross compile from a computer into the xbox one's developer mode or you can just like i don't know get a get an android tv device or like any of the many other ways to put emulators on your tv that don't get a raspberry pi 3 oh wait I'm yeah. the nins i'm sure the n64 doesn't run great on there though uh i don't know it runs pretty well on my uh old uh nvidia shield portable when oh, that okay. has like a has like a tegra 4 i think it was yeah and the, it's pretty old at this point like that was 2012 and I know the Raspberry Pi 3 is like does all right with 3D graphics. I, I think I, I think it can run I think that generation was I think it can run PlayStation games okay, but I'm yeah. not sure about N64. N64 has a weird architecture that it does. That it, even today with the best emulators, there's still games that just act funny. But yeah, like Donkey Kong 64 didn't work up until like last year. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, of how retarded that was. My friend and I were playing Mario Party, and it had all sorts of glitches. So, anyway, yeah, let's it... move on. Okay. Uh, Destiny Two. Now, Destiny One sucked dick. Yeah, we're we gonna we're we gonna agree on that. Uh, and it was never made available for the PC nope. for some for some reason. But apparently. Destiny 2 is supposed to be A, a totally new game, and B, released on the PC. And I could believe this, honestly. I could as well. 
I uh, kind of. Well, we got. I was just going to say, it, you know, it was it was baffling to me that they didn't release it on PC. Yeah, I I want to imagine that it might have been partially with like maybe them piggybacking off of funding from like Sony or something. Um, and maybe they just didn't want to waste resources on putting it on PC or something like that, because. I, every platform that you add to developing a game is is going to increase the cost of the game as it was, and Destiny was already costing an assload of money. Yeah. So maybe they just went with you know the one with Sony because Sony was paying them a lot of money for all that exclusive content, and then you know obviously you got to put it on the other console. So I, I, maybe that would be it. Otherwise, yeah, I don't really. I don't know why you wouldn't want that audience, but maybe they just didn't think that it would it would sell well enough. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that it would have. I mean, there was such big hype for even though the game was crap, it sold. It made a profit. Like it made quite a bit of a profit, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, it well, it made back. It made it broke even in like a weekend. Yeah. And that's pretty insane considering half a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And uh apparently it's saying here that uh the the Taken King, which was a an expansion for Destiny 2, uh yep. was something that was basically there to uh fix small things with the game. See, and, and I would disagree with that. Like I wouldn't say it fixed small things. It like borderline reinvented the game in a lot of ways oh yeah i think so i i think so like whenever i i went back to destiny it was i think it was last year um maybe right. earlier this year um after not having played it since like the first expansion came out because after the first expansion came out i was like i'm not paying like however much, i think it was 20 bucks for this fucking expansion pack whenever i'm already bored of the game as it is right like right. i'm just bored of the actual game cycle right and i went back to it and went you know what i've got a lot of extra money right now i'll spend like i think it was like 50 bucks to get all the expansions and the taken king and like it it, it changed a lot about the game at least i think it did Right. Uh, it rebalanced a lot of like the skills in the game and made things a lot more interesting in terms of like the, the mission structure. Right. Like, it, it wasn't so much of run forward and shoot all the things like it still was, but like they bothered to have a, a sense of cinematic to it. It felt right. like there was effort put into it, that it wasn't just an MMO t type uh, type of quest. Right. And, um, and do you think that uh, if Destiny 2 is like that, that it will be a better game for it? Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was what I was getting at was that I think that they learned a lot during that first year um, that they had Destiny out in the wild. They learned what their players wanted out of the game and kind of realized that 
they fucked up initially right and didn't really know what they were doing which they didn't i mean this was this was a completely different game from anything that bungie had ever done before well and i from what i understand there was a lot of uh corporate oversight from activision that basically there was there was a bunch of storylines that um, the people from Bungie were going to put in, and Sony said, "No, put make those expansions or make those DLC." Yeah, um, there there are rumors and a lot of evidence that there was a lot of cut content. Like Destiny One kind of got crippled, I think, in the process of its development, and I'm hoping that since they since Destiny One was as successful as it was, maybe they'll leave it alone this time. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm actually kind of excited for it, especially if it's going to come out on PC, because I think that one, um, they won't have to publish it on Xbox 360 and PS3 this time. They won't like, there's, there's no way they're going to have to do that. Well, they, they, I think the Taken King cut off, uh, the previous generation of consoles, right? Like they didn't even release Taken King on those. So that just killed off that whole generation right there. Which is which is great because I think that that'll help a lot. I'm willing to bet that some of the mission structure that they had in there was because of the fact that they had to cr- they had to cross develop for the older consoles, right? Uh, but I, we've I spoken also... about this before. You should not have backwards support basically for older generation stuff. Like I think it's fine in the first year that the the, the console is out, maybe right, but beyond that like yeah you, you gotta you gotta move forward if you want games as a whole to move forward and i'm it, like i'm hoping that that's that'll help a lot with destiny 2 like if they can get rid of a lot of the limitations they had to deal with in destiny 1 maybe have some less corporate oversight and maybe you know with, with them knowing that, that what their boundaries are they can better work within those boundaries as far as like what they're capable of doing in, in the development time that they have so that they don't end up having to go shit. We got to cut out like half the story and then sell it later kind of thing. Right. Um, so I, I hope that for the for all that, that it'll end up being a much, much better game. And the, it, like some people are complaining that your characters won't carry over. Eh. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel that, it's uh they they make a really great comparison in this article and other places have been making it too that it's a it's the change from diablo one to diablo two like right sure they could have carried over your characters from diablo one to diablo two but the game is so goddamn different that it wouldn't have been worth it right and they they also say that there are a few other things that are going to be added um it said that it's reported the sequel will resemble more traditional rpgs which aroa is very fond of um populating destiny 2 world with more interesting quests and activities along with more towns and outposts because from what i remember with destiny um from what i remember with destiny is that there was only basically one town wasn't there um taken king added one other hub area okay and it it was basically the exact same thing like it was a it was a tiny like gymnasium sized area where you could walk around and get missions. And that was pretty much it. 
So. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, I, I'm I'm hoping maybe that'll mean that like those won't exist, and maybe the world will just be kind of an open area. Like I would love it if um, you, like the areas that you patrol in in the in Destiny One, maybe those are also the mission hub areas. So like basically you'd go to an outpost and you'd be able to pick up missions and then just leave into the open world area where enemies spawn and your missions actually take place. Right. And everything's all interconnected. Like that would be amazing. Yeah. And kind of resembled what I thought that the original would have been more like. Yeah, well, unfortunately, uh that's not what the original was like. Hopefully we do get uh Destiny 2 for the PC though cuz I mean the game I won't, was pretty. I won't get it if it's not on PC. Yeah, I won't get it on the Xbox One. I'll I'll get it on PC. If if it comes out for PC, I will get it for PC, and it'll be a sixty gig download because that's how games are nowadays for some reason. Gears Four um, is on. Uh, you can preload it now for yeah. PC. It's eighty gigs. Dear Lord. <laughs> well, that's a uh, that's big. That's very, very big. Um, let's move on to the next one. I'm not trying even for segways, segways today. Uh, no Man's Sky. Advertising. Getting them sued. Well, they're, they're investiga under investigation. They're, they're under investigation for, uh, to, for a potential lawsuit. Um, don't worry. I, I hear that they're in talks with Hillary Clinton. So I think <laughs> they'll be fine. We just can't keep the politics out of here, can we? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to make the joke. Uh, so they're under investigation because the gameplay trailers that they were showing off both at E3 and other areas were not reminiscent of the final game. And at I under all. At all. So I understand this because they have, in the trailers, they have like, animals fighting with each other and animals of uh, a huge size just walking and messing with the foliage and just a bunch of little things like that um they showed like ships flying not like they do in the game and just a bunch of other little things that made the game look more appealing than the game that did come out and see that's not a problem i mean it is but that happens all the time. Watch Dogs did it. Uh, Dark Souls Two did it. Like they, like Dark Souls, they had uh, shadows. They had more dynamic shadowing than what was in the actual game. They had in Watch Dogs the graphics and the interactions and stuff were a lot different at the E3 um, demo rather than what you actually got. But the problem comes into the fact that uh no man's sky is still using that trailer on their steam page yeah or, or they were for a while i'm not sure if they still are and i mean not to defend the the kind of borderline false advertising that games like watchdogs uh did well ubisoft is now just pretty much famous for at this point uh, where you know there's a severe graphic graphical downgrade, right? Um, but 
a graphical downgrade is very different from whenever there are entire elements of the game missing from the final product. Right. And, and these, these are elements that are being advertised months, even a month before the release of the game. And they're not in the final product. Well, we've spoken about this before, but Sean Murray, the guy who made, or one of the, the leads with no man's sky had gone out and he did conferences or he did, uh, interviews with people like Stephen Colbert. And on the Colbert show, Colbert asked, okay, so will you be able to see other players? And Sean Murray said, yes. And he said, like, if you, if you ran into them, would you be able to see them? Yes. Uh, and he asked, you know, will there be, there be multiplayer? Can you kill uh, another player if you see them? And Sean Murray said, yes. And had Sean Murray have came out a couple weeks or a month or two before launch and said, hey... We were trying to put in multiplayer. We couldn't get it to work uh, the way that we wanted to in this vast of a universe. So at least for right now, we're shelving the multiplayer. So it's just going to be a single player experience. Like, had he have done that, I think that a lot of people would have been like, oh, okay, we kind of like some people would have been mad and blown up, but that's what they do. But like, I would have been fine with it. You probably would have been like, okay, at least they're being honest with us. Yeah. But they didn't. They didn't come out and say that. They just let people buy the game. And, and now Sean Murray is just not talking. Yeah, and then, like, nothing. I don't... Has their uh, Twitter page been updated in the last, like, month or two? I don't think so. I, I, haven't, I haven't checked. I remember that there was an article, uh, like, a, maybe a couple weeks ago. It was like, uh, No Man's Sky's Twitter hasn't tweeted since August. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, so they're just kind of hiding away right now. And I honestly, I, I think if they would have came out and said that, that mo more people would have been okay with it because they everyone had these grand expectations. But... I've, I, I don't know, maybe it's because we do this podcast every week and we've seen, you know, Ubisoft and From Software and all these other places, you know, they advertise these grandiose things and then they never deliver. I think that we might just be jaded enough that we're like, yeah, that's, that's what I figured is that it was going to be like half the game of what they're advertising. Yeah. Because that's kind of what happens with every single game that comes out. But you can't, you can't expect the average consumer to to think that way or That's be true. to be that 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 way. And whenever you're advertising something better than what you're actually pro providing, then I, I I feel like you're at fault there. And yeah. Also, yeah, the <laughs> they haven't tweeted since August 18th. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, so that's what. Uh... It's like what was last month? A month and a half. September. Yeah. Yeah, yeah September. It's been, so it's been almost one month and two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, almost almost two months. They haven't tweeted. So uh, maybe was, we should have a maybe we should have on here a uh, No Man's Sky tweet uh, timer. They, every they, every week we report. <laughs> every every time we we do a podcast we say it's been so many days since no man's sky has tweeted um they they have been putting out patches though they have like been. that's that's something to to point out they've 
they've been fixing the game. Um, they, I think they there was something about them trying to add more content soon. Yeah, and but... well, and that was another thing that they they messed up on was that Sean Murray came out and said, "Yeah, you know, all content that comes out will be free." So. Yeah. Uh, any additional content that might come out or any updates, all that's going to be free. And then like a couple weeks later, they're like, okay, it might not be free. And I'm presuming that's because Sony was like, what the fuck are you doing? We're not giving away free content. Uh, but yeah, just little things like that just really did not help that game. Uh, and it went from... It has less than a thousand players on Steam now. Concurrently. Yeah, it's it's like dying hardcore. Yeah. Well, and I think a big part of it was spoilers, the ending. Uh yeah. they promised this big ending when you get to the center of the universe. And apparently you don't get that ending. You don't get an ending at all. Yeah, it's like and and, and the thing about that is that I get it. To a point, yeah. I I get that from an artistic standpoint, it is a a powerful ending in some ways. But at the same time, this is a video game. Uh, what do you mean a powerful ending? Can you? Is it just well, like? Is it the whole thing that like life just keeps repeating or something like that? Yeah, it, it's that the the ending is realizing what your journey was looking at how far you've gone and, and what you've accomplished on the way. The problem is you haven't done anything. Yeah. You know, that like if, if the, I, I think that the lesson that the, that the center of the universe ending is trying to give you is that the, the experience is the journey and, and all that it's, I mean, it's very reminiscent actually of the game journey. I never um, played it cause it looks stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, just like, why the fuck is everyone talking about how Journey is so amazing when you're literally, it's just, like people complain about walking simulators and that is literally just a walking simulator. Yes. The the thing about that is that I, I don't get why No Man's Sky gets so much shit for its mediocre ass ending when Journey has the exact same ending. Like, probably okay there's a few reasons why first reason because sean murray touted that there was going to be this like grandiose ending at the end right uh or when you get to the center of the universe and secondly price yeah i i guess i can get that i, I think journey's like 20 or maybe 15 dollars yeah and you can get it for on sale for like five or ten bucks but yeah. But you but, have something that costs three to five times more. But the, the thing about that is, like, people tout Journey for having this really great story and, and just being an incredible experience and all that. The, the ending is literally you going back to the beginning of the game. And, again, I can see why that would be... Spoilers! fucking i don't fucking care it's like for like a six-year-old game yeah the actual act of reaching the end of the game like there is there is one moment in the game where i was like wow this is really fucking incredible and that was that was it 
And I will admit that I don't think that that exists in No Man's Sky, but that to me does not make up for the fact that that is your big payoff is that you start over. Well, and also, and also, Journey had multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like with, with with No Man's Sky, it it just feels like another punch in the face. Right. I I, I guess is is kind of kind of how you could put it. Is that you know, you've gone through all this shit and then your big payoff is that look at all of the repetitive bullshit you did. And that's it. Like there are other endings and there's some dialogue in the game that like has a way more intelligence to it than in the game has any credit for to, to have. Right. Um, but that's all an optional storyline that you could just completely miss. And that kind of annoys me that the main thing is get to the center of the universe, then start over. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and there's, and then I, there's I don't like even know. I don't learning, know how we got to this point. I don't know. Learning alien languages and all that stuff too. Um, but, I, well, we got to this point because we're talking about how they're trying, they're doing an investigation over all of the stuff that uh, No Man's Sky advertised. So, People think that the oh, and I was reading the comment section. I think it either on the website that I listed or a different comment section, where they were talking about how um, if this goes through, are we going to then see more transparency and more honest trailers when it comes to uh, game releases and game reveals? And that might happen, but most likely, what will happen is that we're just not going to hear as much about video games. Like if they, if, because from what I always thought with like E3 trailers and all that, uh, is that this is what we would like it to be. This is like, if everything works out great and we don't hit any snags, this is what it will look like. This is what we want it to be. But like with the watchdogs trailer, most likely they couldn't get the graphics running that great on xbox one and playstation 4 and so they had to scale it back and that probably the same thing happens a lot of other times when they just can't make everything work and so most likely what they're going to do is they're not going to have as honest of trailers they're just not going to have the trailers that we would want to see does that make sense I could see that being the case, but I really see it more likely as like we're just going to have more fine print on trailers that say not not reflect not necessarily reflective of the final product. That that could be it too. Yeah, like this is just a preview. Um, hold your shit or something like that. Yeah, I mean, because even the trailers wouldn't have been such a big deal if um, Sean Murray hadn't been out there touting it all as as complete reality that that every planet you go to is going to be was going to be like this it's going to be this big ecosystem with crazy shit happening all over the place do do you know how long no man's sky was in development uh like four years so four years yeah that sounds about right so uh, i i know i'm switching and i always i bring this up a lot when we talk about no man's sky but i think it's very relevant uh star citizen yeah, how many people have you? I read it online all the time, but if you ever go into a Star Citizen uh, comment section on a website, uh, 
people complain about how long it's taken for them to get to the point where they're at Yeah, with Star Citizen. And they've only been in development for about four years. Uh, and so you look at a game like No Man's Sky, it was in development for four years. People are complaining about it not being finished, not having multiplayer and all this stuff. But then they're complaining about another game, which is similar, going to have hopefully um a lot of different things that were spouted to be in no man's sky like uh you know commerce and different ships and multiplayer and all and first person shooter and they've been in development for the same amount of time but it's not coming out soon so what do you want do you want a game that's going to be released now or do you want a game that's actually finished yeah like i would rather wait a year or two for a game to be polished really, really nicely to be able to play that, like an actual finished product. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look at, um, what is it? Elite Dangerous. Like, they, yeah. they've they yeah. been in development for, I think, even less time, possibly. Well, maybe even, maybe the same amount of time as both games. Um, and, they're kind of doing doing a weird in-between kind of thing where they're just kind of releasing the game in chunks over time. And that's working out for them. It they, is. Like, I, they... I don't really... Like, I got... The problem is that... And I think I'm reflective of a lot of gamers is that I was really interested in Elite Dangerous because you and I spoke about it. You said you had it. I had it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and so we start, I started playing it and I got really bored really fast because when they first released the game, there was nothing in it. Yeah. And so I'm hesitant to go back to it because a, I would have to pay money for the new expansion and yeah, B sort of. and B, I just don't, I'm, I just got really bored of it. And so my brain is like, well, it wasn't finished when it came out. I, I would like something like hopefully star citizens going to be where it will be a 100% finished game when it comes out. Sure. Yeah. But like the difference there, I guess is that between that, those, those two and no man's sky is that like uh, elite dangerous was like, yeah, it's just the, it's just the space sim portion. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. You know? <laughs> and like, and they're like, this is what we're working on. Here's, here's some shit. Cause now they're, they had, putting, they had a yeah, roadmap. They have a, yeah, they have a roadmap, and now they're going to put in like actual uh, character models and shit soon, and all that. Right. And uh, Star Citizen, like, they're showing off what they're working on, but they're like, just so you know, yeah, it's not fucking done yet. It's not going to be done for a while. Yeah, I'm. Me- I'm. Meanwhile... I think next year is when they plan on releasing it. I'm not sure. Um, really? Yeah. That, that's soon. Yeah. Huh. That's that's what I from all everything I hear I think it's next year sometime. They're I, they're getting to the point where they're have like a persistent universe and um like they've done quite a bit of stuff they're getting to the point where uh like the first person shooter aspect is actually working pretty well and I'm ah man I I'm hesitantly optimistic about it. Yeah. Because like that's there's there's a lot going on with that that just leads me to go, I'm just going to wait. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just see what happens. I'm still going to buy it when it comes out because I'm stupid. Yeah, I, I, I 
was fortunate enough to whenever I got No Man's Sky, I didn't pay for it. So, like, I did. Yeah. See, I I was like, I'm too skeptical. Good. And yeah, I I played it for, I want to say almost ten hours total. I played it for like thirty. I played it for like ten and went, yep. Everybody was right. This is just the same thing over and over again. It is. And it is. I, yeah, I, quit. I, I was thinking, I was like, I could get to the center of the universe. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, this is not worth it. Like when I first started that game, and, and then we'll switch to a different topic. When I first played that game, uh, every system I would go to, I would visit every single planet. And, you know, explore it and do whatever. And then I would go to the next planet. And then I would go to the next system. And I did that for a few systems. Or a couple systems. And then I was like, eh, screw this. And I just like, I would go to a planet, collect enough stuff to get fuel, and then leave. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm I'm done. Because this is just getting to be me grinding. And I can go play an RPG if I want to grind. Yeah. So. And it, like, there's, there's nothing else. There's no, like, story really going on there or anything that makes you want to keep going at least i don't think so right There's, i mean the only thing is like if you're a huge collector like a somebody who wants to collect stuff um getting all of the different languages learned that's the only thing i can think of yeah like like i can see it definitely being something similar to to what i use minecraft or stardew valley for right which is just something to wind down at the end of the day kind of thing but there are other better games like Minecraft and Stardew Valley <laughs> that have more going for them. At least I think so. Right. Uh, let's move on. We'll move on to a couple Amazon stories. Uh, actually, no, I lied. We'll talk about that afterwards. Verizon Wireless. Do you like Verizon? No. Yeah, me neither. Apparently, they've been selling <laughs> customer data. Wow. Uh, it says here the headline is Verizon technician admits he sold customer data for years and he's facing five years in prison on federal hacking charges because of it. Uh, according to the. So apparently, a former Verizon. I'm just going to read this verbatim from Engadget. It says a former Verizon wireless network technician in Alabama has admitted to using company computers to. St- steal and sell private customers' location and call data over a period of five years. Uh, Daniel Trager of Bloomington faces up to five years in prison for or a $250,000 fine hmm. for federal hacking charges as part of a plea deal. Yeah. Um, this it's is funny that they're, they're hacking charges because if he's a network technician, he probably just had to like double click a few times yeah exactly (laughs) exactly but but here's my thing so two hundred fifty thousand dollars is the possible fine he might be charged they are looking there's a website and i was going to report on it but i decided not to but it actually has to do with this very uh pretty closely there is a website that allows you to download youtube videos uh-huh. And that site is facing a lawsuit where the record companies are going up to it and they're trying to, for every single 
for one, like, let's say, you know, you like Justin Timberlake, and so you decide to download one of his songs with this app. They're trying to charge $150,000 for every single infraction. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the RIAA. Right. But we get this. This guy literally stole people's location and customer data, which in can include your at least the last four of your social security number, um, probably credit card numbers, I would imagine. Or at least the last four of your credit card. Right. So, Which is enough, along with your, your address and yeah. your phone number, obviously. Right. And he's facing 250000 oh, That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's... For, in, in regards to the whole, like, what the record companies do, right? they always completely overkill on those things. Um, and they never, they, they, they're kind of like whenever, um, a doctor's office, uh, sends like a claim to your insurance company. Yeah. If you ever look at your, they're called explanation of benefits forms that show how much your doctor's office asked your insurance company for. Yeah. Um, you will often see that they charge something like over 150 to $200 for a fucking like regular office visit where they didn't even do anything. And then they'll end up getting paid like 50. Um, yeah. Depending on whatever your copay is. You know, right. sometimes it'll be more than that. But it's kind of like that where with, with with those kind of lawsuits, they're going, let's shoot as high as we fucking can so that if we get 10% of it, we're still cool with it. Right. Kind of thing. I, I would imagine that's what they're they're thinking that the the fine's gonna be negotiated down or something like that. And exactly. So, like, that's what that is. With this though. Like, seriously, that's it. Like, yeah, this guy, this guy could have ruined thousands of people's lives potentially, and like, the best you've got is a quarter of a million dollars. That, like, I don't know. And none of that is that even going to go to the to the victims. I no. don't probably not. So it says, um, according to the terms of the plea. Trager and the P- and the PI, I'm presuming private investigator, made a deal sometime in 2009 when Trager agreed to provide the information, even though he was aware he was not authorized to access the data or provide it to a third party using two different internal systems. Uh, Trager accessed call records and pinged the uh, victim's cell phones to get their location. Then compiled all the data into an Excel spreadsheet and which he passed along to the PI over email. He made only $50 per month or about $25 per record. When he started selling the information by the time he was financed or finally caught financially caught, finally caught in 2012, he had racked up a nest egg of more than $10,000 from Verizon's uh, customers, private data. Hmm. That is so he is lowball. I mean, come on, customer data yeah. is worth a lot more than that. Yeah, that that is that is probably true. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we, I'm not saying we would, but if we were selling people's customer like private data, we would charge a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially whenever you know you're you're looking at a federal hacking charge. Yeah, uh, of two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. 
Yeah, let me see if it's. Let's assume that he just kind of picked up the pace on how many records he was selling in a in a in a month. Yeah, and, and so it was still twenty five dollars per record. Mm-hmm. So let's divide by. That's only four hundred people. Well, yeah. I wonder. Only. Well, I wonder. He said he he then compiled all the data into spreadsheets. So I wonder if he had like twenty or thirty people per spreadsheet that he sold. Yeah, that but it's saying twenty five twenty five dollars per record. Yeah, this is what we're looking okay. at. Okay. Okay, so we're not so, saying per spreadsheet per record. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming that that's what yeah. that means. That makes sense. But even if it was twice that many, like. We're looking at maybe a thousand people. Like it's still a bunch of fucking bullshit because these people oh, yeah. could get their fucking identity stolen as part of this easily. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they're probably not going to see any of this money and it's just going to go to the fucking feds, I guess, is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But this is also kind of something to keep in mind for most people that this happens and oh, it's yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, my mom actually was a victim of this sort of thing, uh, way back. Um, she had a cousin who had an fucking psychotic boyfriend who worked for, it was a, I think it might've been AT&T or it might've been charter. I can't remember. Uh, in any case, uh, he was able to get my mom's personal like her home address oh wow and and go to her her apartment um just because he worked i think he was he was just like customer service yeah they had they have access to customer data and they can just look it up oh yeah like when i worked at consumer cellular uh you know we had access to tons of data i never used any of it obviously i want to do that but like i i was speaking with somebody and she was being rude to me. And I was just thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, bitch, you live in the city I live in. Like, <laughs> I could end you. Uh, yeah. It's. I would, it, I, again, I would never do that. But, like, there's that, that thing where people, you have their address, you have their information in front of you. And there are people who will use that information. Yeah. It's, it's something you have to consider whenever you think about, like, what like like who who has access to your data who are you giving your information to kind of thing right. and there there are a lot of people that i know personally that are like whenever they they see reports on like identity theft and whatnot and it's like ah, nobody's nobody's gonna want to steal my identity who cares it's like this guy probably like whoever he was working for didn't care whose information they were getting. They just right. needed information because they're going to take all the data that they bought off of him and compile it with data that they got from like 10 other guys like him and then sell it to somebody else for a much higher price. And then they're just going to take, they're just going to use all of that at once to basically hope that one or two of them, they end up getting somebody's actual information and they can fuck. Oh, yeah, they can they can fuck your life up pretty much like you, you you've got to you got to keep tabs on that kind of shit. And if anything, it should be kind of kind of a wake up call to like the 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 fucking government, even though it won't be that maybe 
maybe we should do something about the fact that we have companies like this that obviously don't protect their data very well. Yeah, that kind of suck at protecting their data. Yeah, that have access to all of these individuals' information that, like, you can't do without a cell phone. Like, you can't. Like, so why aren't these companies that are basically necessary being not being held more accountable? Like, why is this guy getting sued whenever it's also partially Verizon's fault for not having more protection over that data? Right. He was able to sell 400 people's data. Like, did nobody, did they not have something looking at the fact that he was just looking up random people's information for some reason? And they didn't have any way of stopping him from, like, taking that information out? Well, like, like where where I work, um, like, my boss has, he can see whatever's happening on the network at any time. Yeah. Like, that's how you're supposed to run a network. But and, and but like they weren't doing that. Like they weren't taking a look at it. <laughs> I, and there there are so many solutions out there that do that automatically. They just go, "Hey, somebody's contacting something outside of the network." Which, you know, admittedly, hopefully somebody somebody that was doing this would be smart enough to like do this from like some other network, like yeah. a, the actual transaction. Yeah, but. The fact that, like, how do you get this information into a spreadsheet? Why is that even possible? You yeah. know, you, you can you can hold this guy accountable all you want, but at the end of the day, like, Verizon's got to be got to be well, a fault in here somewhere. Well, I mean, this is why, like, at at Consumer Cellular, which I didn't like part this part of it, but I understood that um, you couldn't do a, like you couldn't have um, any electronics at your desk at all, like. You couldn't have a Kindle, like not even a Kindle Fire, just a Kindle, like one of the originals. You couldn't have one there because it had it was electronic because they were they didn't want any possible way for you to take a picture of people's account information. I mean, that's that's fine. Like it it sucked. It's uh, it it sucked because I, you know, I was like, I have this Kindle, uh, you know, maybe in between, you know, calls I could read a book or and they're like, well, no, you can't have that. You have to use, uh, you have to actually read a book. If yeah. you're, if in between calls, you have to act- bring a physical book. And so it sucked, but I understood why. Yeah. So most places have something like that. So this guy must have been, I would imagine that he was a bit higher up he, as a network technician. Uh, so he wouldn't have had as much oversight as, you know, a general representative. But yeah. you would think they would still have somebody that was watching over what he did. Right. And they didn't. And it happened for months where this guy was give, selling the information. Well, $10,000. It happened for five years. It happened for lots of months. <laughs> <laughs> It happened so for, 60, I didn't remember. 60 months. Yes, yeah, 60 months. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Amazon. Amazon did a couple things. They had like a... What went on this week that Amazon was at? Uh, I don't know. Did TwitchCon happen, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I think it was TwitchCon. I don't know. I feel like there was some kind of convention. Yeah, I think it was TwitchCon, which makes sense. So Amazon has a game studio, apparently. And they are releasing 
They have revealed three new games. They uh, have Breakaway. It is a four-on-four mythological sport brawler built for live streaming. Blah. This actually looks <laughs> kind of interesting. I'm it looks okay. Lie. It looks it looks okay. It it, lo- it kind of puts me in the mind of Griffball. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they, actually, they, I I've, I had not heard about what this actually was until just now. But yeah. this looks genuinely fun. Yeah, they they have Breakaway, which is it, it apparently it's the least interesting. But it's built around live streaming, so that's neat. Uh, we have a new world, or just new world. It's an MMO sandbox, uh, sandbox oh, game. Boy. Yeah. set in a cursed land with supernatural forces, monsters, and fellow cold-hearted, conniving humans. You'll be able to build towns and forts collectively, or go off on your own and become a soldier, or perhaps a farmer. Oh man, um, there aren't so many games on the market already like that or anything. Nope, nope. And thirdly is Crucible, a third-person shooter. It's a multiplayer and streaming-focused game again. Uh, here, 12 players attempt to survive on a hostile alien planet, while a 13th player acts as game master with assistance from viewers. That with- sounds really neat. The last one standing wins, but to stand a chance, you'll need to actively cooperate with other survivors, um, as you know, as long as the alliance suits you. Which, which that sounds pretty neat. Let's talk. Let's talk over the game. So, Breakaway. This is the MOBA-ish one. Uh, it actually has. If you click on the link below, viewers, listeners, uh, you'll there, there's a 10 minute gameplay uh, trailer of it. Basically, it, it looks kind of like. Okay. A- yeah, it, like I thought it was going to be a MOBA whenever I first looked at it, but like the gameplay seems to be focused around this getting this ball to your opponent. Yeah. Uh, to your opponent's side, but it, it's kind of neat because there's there's a turret like there there are MOBA style turrets that are protecting the, their base, and it's like a hero shooter kind of thing where you have all these different looking characters that all have their own skills. It was this kind of looks like a neat idea it definitely reeks of the whole you know esports kind of thing yeah but, i mean it's going to because amazon owns twitch so they gotta right. do something with that and we'll talk about that more here in a little bit too uh there's already an alpha sign up if you want to sign up for that aurora well there's also uh the other thing that we're going to talk about i believe gives you access to it yes so next is new world let's talk about that it's rust <laughs> yeah, it, it's Rust, Daisy, all those fucking. Well, not even Daisy. It's yeah, it's more like Rust. Uh, what is it? Uh, Ark, Ark, Ark. Kinda uh, it, fucking zombie survival game. Whatever. This seems I, to have more. It, it, it appears that hopefully it'll have more like RPG elements. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm kind of. I'll. I will be optimistic. I. I will admit that the other things that Amazon game studios have, have done and the way that the company seems to operate is, is interesting. They don't seem like the standard cold publisher. That's just going, this is trend must capitalize on trend. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll build something that's, that's an interesting addition to the genre and not just more trite. Maybe. Uh, Hopefully. I mean, it looks like a picture of a dude that's all we get that's all we get and honestly the 
the way that it's designed kind of puts me in the mind of like a conquistador. Yeah, I was thinking like pirates or conquistador. Like it, it it's supposed to be 17th century, which is definitely a unique time period. Like yeah. I think the only other the only other game I can think of that that even operates within that time period is like uh clockwork empires which well yeah and it's a little bit like most like rust is just nothing pretty much like you just have a bunch of nothingness uh same and then daisy and all those are more modern very time pvp yeah they're very they're modern like, time pvp focused and everybody has guns yeah and so all that. so having a unique time might might help with it because like you like with arc you can get make bows and stuff and you can ride dinosaurs i think that's the big appeal of that one yeah it's like this weird sci-fi uh caveman situation where right. like you gain yeah you have superpowers uh, as well as being a caveman yeah um, uh this it will take place in a at least a unique time period, so hopefully it'll make it a little bit more interesting, and yeah. hopefully it does have more of a focus on uh, cooperation rather than just getting ganked over and over and over again. Yeah, there was a game that came out on Steam recently that was like, uh, well, yeah, it was on Steam, but it was also part of the uh, of a humble bundle recently, and I was like, ooh, this kind of sounds cool, and then it went. Uh, any any anytime pvp it's completely open you just shoot anybody anytime you want and i was like oh so it, it's gonna be bad because it's every game i've played like that is bad yeah but like it, it whenever it, other than uh the the war z maybe the war z no the war z was awful okay uh the culling <laughs> the culling takes that idea and makes that the whole central game mechanic and i think right. that's great but whenever it's supposed to be a survival game, it's just not fun to get shit on by other people who have just played the game longer than you or got lucky and found a gun. Early. Or hacking. Or hacking. In the which, happens a, uh, which happens a lot. in And, and in Daisy. Yeah. Um, all right. And the third game, uh, The Crucible, which is the third person shooter, that... Like, when I... It sounded like when I first started reading about it, you're like, uh... And then... When I said we got the 13th player who acts like a game master with assistance from viewers, you're like, wait a minute, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, that is something that I think is a very compelling concept that I've seen done in other games before. Choice Chamber. Usually... Hmm? Uh, there was another game oh. called Choice Chamber. Yeah, that, that was that, that like I like the idea of viewers participating, but I I very particularly like having this other per like i like battlefield's commander mode even though in battlefield three and four it was pretty eh. yeah. um i like uh nuclear dawn um where you have this commander person that like builds well buildings uh for your team um natural selection 2 does that as well yeah uh, there's i think savage is there's a remake i think the game's called savage uh, isn't uh, Divinity Two gonna have something like that too, where you can have like a D? There's another game that's coming out that's like a tabletop. It's it's like an old school tabletop game mixed with a kind of the Diablo and Divinity type of thing, where you can uh like isometric game. 
where you have like a DM or a GM on it? I, I am not sure, but if you figure out what that is, you should definitely let me know because <laughs> yeah, uh, the last time the last time I've heard of that being the case was uh, Neverwinter Nights, yeah. which I really wanted to play that with people back whenever I first got it, and no one would buy it. So I had it, but I didn't know you then. Right, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but like this, I think that this this could be really interesting. Although I would be curious as to like, what is the purpose of the 13th player? Uh, like if I wonder if it's to fuck with the other 12 players, like is it because they're, well, yeah, I guess since nobody is necessarily on any particular team. Yeah. I get, Cause yeah, it kind of sounds like, uh, like, like the culling. Um, so, but... so what I'm thinking, so it's going to, it's a little different. But you played Left 4 Dead. Yeah. It could be like the director. Well, uh, it's it's interesting you, you bring up that because uh, it actually put me in the mind of another Half-Life 2 mod uh, that I, for the life of me, can't think of the name of. But it was a zombie game where basically the players had like an objective to complete or something like that. And you had the game master that could fly around and basically spawn zombies out of like boxes because the game usually took place in like a warehouse. Right. Zombies would like fly out of boxes or like you'd be able to drop crates onto people and stuff like that. So maybe it would be something where like the 13th player's goal is to kill all the other players before they complete whatever their overarching goal is. Well, yeah, but it's a game master. I would imagine he would like drop like he would be the one to set like this is when items come out. Or, uh, like, say there's, like, a, a King of the Hill type game. Like, yeah. he's the one who moves the hill around. Stuff like that. Yeah, and it says that there's a there's something with interacting with the viewers. So maybe the viewers can, can like, give the Game Master items to drop kind of thing. Or vote so on it's... what should happen next. Yeah. Because that's that, what... That kind of thing. That's what happened with Choice Chamber is, like... Uh, I, they would be like you would go into a room and the there would be a difference between like a sword or boomerang or a uh, arrows, and the yeah. viewers would vote on which item they think you should have. Um, that type of thing. I will have to say that uh, this definitely gives you more reason to stream on Twitch and not any other platform. It does. It does indeed. Um, you know what else gives you a reason to stream on Twitch? <laughs> bad segues that's what it is uh, i mean it could have been worse <laughs> uh so they uh they had the amazon blah 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 thing conference at the twitchcon 2016 and they have a new the it, twitch of course is the biggest streaming platform not the not my favorite but it is the biggest uh they have uh something called twitch prime now and which this, when this came out i was like so yeah I'm, so, I'm pretty excited about it so twitch prime is basically i already pay for amazon prime every year yep. because uh and what they do is twitch prime adds f- ad free viewing on twitch which i know a lot of people use ad blocker we've been through this i disable it for twitch um yep. 
So now I don't have to because I don't have ads anyway. Uh, you get exclusive new deals on releases, which that was already the case. You would already yeah. get deals on new releases if you're an Amazon Prime member. Uh, you get free loot like skins, characters, boosts, and even free games occasionally. In addition to the monthly perks, Twitch Prime members get one free subscription per month they can use. So what that means is if there's a person who's a partner, such as myself, no, I'm not a partner, but partners get a subscribe button where people can pay like, what is it, three or four bucks a month to support their... It's five. It's at five? Fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. Um, Five dollars <laughs> to give to one of their streamers to say, we like you. And that streamer will usually have like, okay, on Saturday the 18th, I'm going to have uh, like a subscription only stream where only the people who are subscribed to me can come in and watch the stream, stuff like that. And if like, you know, there are too many people in the chat, uh, I've seen it where they'll turn on subs only chat. Yeah. And uh, stuff like that. Right. And it's it's also just a really great way to show support and and help people that are streamers because ad revenue isn't as great as you would think it would be on it's Twitch. It's not. It's not. And I uh, really definitely I, what I don't like is you have to be a partner to get this option. So it it sucks. Yeah. Certainly. Cuz you would really wish that like, you know, I I have quite a few followers not a not as many as i even need to get subs but you know i have 500 something followers like that's not a insignificant amount of people and it you would really be have nice followers? i have 571 followers yeah, uh, that's actually impressive yeah <laughs> i yeah i've actually got a few more this last weekend playing digimon anyway going on uh so, you know, I have that many. Why don't little, like, smaller screamers have the option uh, to say, hey, I have a subscription button. If you really like it and you want my channel to grow, to be to be able to become a partner, why can't I have a subscription button? Uh, but I guess it doesn't matter. I wouldn't get any subscriptions anyway. Uh, but moving on. Uh, you So you get... Let's say you're already subscribed to Aroa. Say Aroa's a partner. And I'm subscribed to Aroa. I'm paying $5 a month so that he can uh, pay his cell phone bill or something. And they give me uh, this little credit. That's $60 a year that I get to pay towards this one streamer. And I'm sure Twitch takes a portion of it so it doesn't it doesn't actually add up to $60 but let's just say hypothetically it's $60 you're paying $100 uh, they, they get they get uh they get 250 okay so they get half of it yeah so they so get giving them giving them $30 a year given $30 a year but you would be paying I would be paying 60 to yep. support you if if I was just if I didn't have Twitch Prime so that's actually pretty neat I would say uh, that you're able to give $30 to this person every year just to play games, basically. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think it's great because one, you're already, you're not going to be viewing ads. So um, 
I, I think that they still get paid as if you did watch the ad, at least whenever you had Twitch Turbo. I think that's how it worked, which uh, I don't know if this article mentions it, but Twitch Turbo is Dead? going to eventually going to go away. Oh, okay. Um, it's not going away yet, but they are going to end up, uh, I think, rolling Twitch Turbo into Twitch Prime. That makes sense. At, may, maybe at least from a branding standpoint. Um, but yeah, the, the I, I think it, I think it's really cool that you don't have to pay an extra five dollars a month on, on top of it if you don't want to, and you can just give somebody you know two fifty a month. Yeah, and because I mean they they at least of the streamers that I watch they they fucking deserve it. <laughs> yeah, like this is their job and. Unlike, I feel like there's a there's a weird disconnect whenever you come to YouTubers because YouTubers can basically make all their content in about two days for like the rest of the week, yeah, and then not have to do much. But a Twitch streamer, uh, like I watch, I, I watch Trump once in a while, like and, and Reeton. You watch Reeton? Uh, no. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I uh. I used to watch Trump actually every day at work. Yeah. And this dude would get up. He would, he would start streaming at like, I think noon his time. Cause he, he lives in California and he would stream for like eight hours a day. Yeah. And that's, and if you're, if you're turning it into a job, if you get that many people, you, that's kind of what you have to do. You get, I know a lot of them will do the work, work four days a week and stream for 10 hours a day. Yeah. So, and, I mean, if, if I could ever get that big, that's what I would do. Yeah. Like so. it's, it, it's, it's really, it's really great. I, I think that they're giving that as an option. And I think this is a fantastic value. Like I already like, like you, I already pay for Amazon prime every year. Yeah. And like, this is just yet another reason to keep paying for Amazon prime. It is without a doubt the best fucking deal. Like in, I, I would say in tech, because you know Amazon's not considered a tech company, but right. I buy all of my everything from Amazon. So yeah. So here's like, a question. Hmm? Um. So what were you gonna say about New Dawn or whatever the alpha? Because that's oh, not mentioned yeah. in this. New yeah, world. I, new world. I, I could have no, not New World. It was the the first one, the like the ball game. Breakout. Breakout. Yeah, breakaway, um, breakaway. Sorry, breakaway, <laughs> breakout. Break. Our uh, new, our new game, breakout. Uh. Hit the ball with the paddle. <laughs> Break the blocks. <laughs> uh, no, it's. I, I, I know I read in in another article that it basically gave you access to it, but maybe I was wrong. Um, um maybe you were. We'll check it out after the show. Because oh, wait, no, we could just go to. Also, uh, we, we neglected to mention, I don't know if you looked at it, but all those games that they mentioned are free. They're going to be free to play. I figured they would be. So we'll um, see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. I'm already uh, on Twitch Prime. Are you on Twitch Prime already? I just linked my account. So, yep. Okay. Good, good. I look forward to it. I'll check it out later and see if Breakaway will be able to be free. Or you you can be in the alpha by just being part of Twitch Prime, which of course is another benefit. Yeah, uh, one, last I wanted, one last thing I wanted. One last thing I wanted. Huh? 
I, I just registered for the alpha uh, just to be safe, and it requires a Twitch account, which is kind of interesting too. That kind of makes sense. I mean, it does. To be fair, I, I think that's a I think it's a neat idea. Yeah, I like but what Amazon's doing here. I like Amazon for the most part. I they really need to switch up. I don't like RTMP for streaming, <laughs> just because well, of the the massive amount of delay. Well, I, that well FTL was you know designed for that explicit purpose and right. Obvious, obviously, we know from like uh, what is it? Well, even Beam. Like RTMP is only like two or three seconds delay, I think. I think it's so five. I think it's five. In, in any case, like it's yeah. a lot less than what Twitch has uh, and right. YouTube. So, like, I I hope that they just make it not shitty at some point. That would be nice. Yeah. Um. How do I get into the alpha? Sign up for the alpha waitlist by clicking here or by visiting the game section. In the Breakaway website, alpha participants are pulled from our alpha wait list. Yeah, it's playbreakaway.com slash alpha. When will alpha begin? How many players will be invited? The Breakaway alpha is a chance to hear your feedback and shore up uh, blah, blah, blah. Once we open the alpha, we'll grow gradually week over week. Um, when will the game be released? When will it be available? What languages? What are the minimum system requirements? Minimum system requirements are in-core, uh, in, in <laughs> Intel Core i5, uh, or faster CPU. Doesn't say what's, what version i5, just an i5. Uh, yeah. In, NVIDIA GTX 680 or Radeon R7 360 with 2 gigs of RAM, uh, 8 gigs of memory, 10 gigs of disk drive space uh windows 7 8.1 or 10 visual c plus plus redistributable packages for visual studio 2013 i i don't know why they included that visual studio 2013 yeah they well they included that in the system specs like it wouldn't be installed when you install the game uh, uh well sometimes it isn't sometimes uh you do have to manually install vc oh okay Oh, okay. For some reason. So one last thing I wanted to talk about before we go was I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but I finally got my my Xbox was over my original Xbox was overheating. It was getting up to like the hundreds of degrees, like a, over a hundred. Yeah. So apparently the fans out on it. Oh. So I had to buy a replacement uh, CPU fan or GPU oh. fan. Uh, it was only fifteen bucks, so for the um, entire unit, the heatsink and the fan, so not too shabby. But uh, I I re- I put new thermal paste and stuff on there, and it did make it quite a bit cooler. So now I idle; it only runs at ninety degrees. Only. Only. So hopefully that fan will make it way cooler. Wait, is it? that fahrenheit or celsius celsius 90 degrees yep on the on the cpu i believe so yeah that's a lot yeah yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it was um i would also like to use this time to remind people that uh if you're going to add this to your twitch account like if you're gonna if you're gonna add amazon to your twitch account 
more reason to make sure you have two-step verification turned on on both of those. Why? Because it, particularly with Twitch, like you're making it a lot easier for people to get access to your info. That's true. Uh, right. So, like, the more places that your account is being used in, the easier it is it's going to be to track you down. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Always, always keep track of that. Amazon has two-step verification. Uh, Twitch has two-step verification through an authenticator app. I don't know if Amazon. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that right now because I didn't even <laughs> know Amazon had two-step verification. Yep, it does. I was actually thinking about that for the last couple of days, so I'm just going to go ahead and open Authy. And, and while you're doing that, uh, where can we find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Aroa. Uh, I've I've not been too active in terms of like actually tweeting on there, but I do check it every once in a while. Uh, then got my Facebook at Aroa Entertainment, uh, Twitch uh, at Aroa1337. And YouTube at a row one three three seven. I don't do anything on anything though, because I'm a piece of shit. You are a piece of shit. Uh, you can find me, Nathan Reed Spruth, everywhere. I'm Reeton, so I'm Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on uh, Twitch, Reeton on YouTube. I only have ninety nine subscribers on YouTube. So that's um, weird that that you only have like a hundred subscribers on YouTube. That happens um, uh, a lot. Like I'll look at people who are actually really popular on Twitch and, or, you know, they have like 20 or 30,000 followers and then they only have like two or 3000 people who follow them on YouTube. Well, I have like 200 and something subscribers on YouTube for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't post anything. So I just, I don't even know why I have that many. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, you're not talented or anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So follow me. I'm Reeton everywhere. You can follow me uh, pretty much anywhere I'm, I'm named Reeton. Uh, you can also follow me on... What am I missing? I'm missing something. Beam! Follow me on Beam. That's a, that's a good place. I only have seven followers on there. That's a... It's such a small platform, it's really hard to get people in there to watch. It's It's like the opposite of Twitch. There's so many people on Twitch that just gravitate towards like a few people and then with beam there's just not people there's no one there <laughs> oh yeah i mean there, so. nobody even knew that they existed i don't think until microsoft bought them right so uh yeah follow me everywhere that'd be nice follow my podcast on itunes or google play it's written podcast because uh, they didn't like written entertainment apparently and uh that's that's basically it thanks for listening uh, we'll be here next week. I'll be here next week. I don't know about Aroa, but I'll be I, here next I hope week. I will be. Yep. Aroa's going to be dead. Aroa's going to die this week of a heart attack. Sometimes it feels that way. I would feel very sad if you if I like I went on if Facebook. If I just stop responding to you. I go, I go to Facebook and your like Tyler's like, dude, Aroa had a heart attack. I'm like, oh shit. He is the guy that has permission to convert my uh, my page into a into a eulogy page Good. or whatever memorial. Good. 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 I'm I'm happy for that. It would be anime waifus everywhere. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.